1: Hello, this is Brian with Wildcat Radio. Thanks for tuning in. And we just dropped a podcast with Adam and Ronnie with Radio Jody, which was excellent. They asked some great questions. His answers were really strong. It was one of the better podcasts that we've uh, cut all year. So definitely tune in. And they cover really just where Arizona is going right into this game, the Hawaii game that is tomorrow. The one thing that they forgot to cover was the Hawaii game that is tomorrow. So I uh, wanted to make sure to put some content on that. And Rob and I had recorded an Arizona-Hawaii preview for 12-pack radio, and uh, and we're just going to put it on here. So uh, it's an abbreviated version. We had done a preview of UCLA. Uh, we took that out. This is just that pure, pure, uncut Arizona-Hawaii preview that you want in your veins. That's what we're providing right now. And for people that are fans of the Pac-12 Survivor Pool that we did last year, uh, it's coming back. This is the third year. It's one of the most fun things that we've done, one of our most popular contests, and it is open for all of our listeners, and it's free, and the winner gets a $25 gift certificate to StubHub to pay for some sort of Arizona game that you want to go to. So that is the prize. Here is how you enter, and here are the rules. The contest goes like this. You get to pick one Pac-12 team to win their game uh, once a week. That's all you have to do. Pick one game. One team, one game. If they uh, don't even worry about the spread, they just need to win. If they win, you move on to the next week and you get to pick again. If they lose, you are out. Here's the catch you can only pick. Um, each team once in the season. So, right, 12-pack, 12 teams. You have to be really strategic about who you're taking. If you take USC the first game, you don't get to pick them for the rest of the season. You kind of have to figure out where your path is to surviving all 12 weeks. Um, Arizona plays uh, tomorrow. I understand that. Week zero doesn't count. We're going to start on Thursday. So get your picks in by Thursday and, uh, and we will start. So uh, hopefully everybody will join. It's really fun. We had like 50 people that participated last year. We would love for you to participate. Here's how you do it you go onto our website, sharpcollegefootball.com. On that website, there is an icon for the Pac 12 Survivor Pool. Just click on that to submit your picks. Uh, last year, if you participated, um, we were taking picks over the Wildcat Radio Twitter feed. We're not doing that this year. Send your picks. Through sharpcollegefootball.com, just go on there and send them. The only other way we will take your pick is if you tweet them at me at 12 Pack Radio, 12 PAC Radio. Um, I will take your picks that way. So, um, Join. It's really fun. Last thing to mention if you do not want me to read your name when you lose, I, I every week on this podcast, we're going to go through all the people that lost. <laughs> and it, it will happen all the time. It's really fun. Um, and I will read that your name over the music that they play for the tributes that die in the hit movie, The Hunger Games. Um, so if you don't want me to read your real name, send an avatar. Uh, that's it. Join. Have fun. It's a great contest. We would love for you to join and we want to give some money away. But if one of our hosts wins And you don't win uh, We're not giving We're not giving any anything away If you're going to climb the mountain You got to go through the champ first So <laughs> So hopefully we win So uh, we can spend that on booze or something But um, All right That's it Here's our Hawaii and Arizona preview Hey um, Can I get some Pac-12 gambling advice Up in here Is William Shatner You want it Pac-12 gambling lines you got it Nice You want it Okay. Oh, oh, it feels so good. It feels so good to be back, Rob. In only one game to break down this week. Arizona travels all the way across the Pacific Ocean to the the beautiful island of Hawaii to play the Rainbow Warriors and God, really just an interesting game to start, right? Because Hawaii has an offense, Rob.
0: Yeah, I mean, Hawaii graded it out last season as a decent power five offense. Um, They finished at number 74. So they were, you know, and they were fun. I mean, they run, they run the run and shoot. It's not something, you know, it's not an offense you're going to see most anywhere else, I think, since June Jones isn't coaching in college football anywhere. Um, And and Cole McDonald's a good quarterback. Like, he had a good year last year, and and a lot of their receivers had good years last year. So they're, they're, they're interesting. I, I think that, uh, this offense can kind of sneak up on people a bit. (laughs) The
1: the good thing is they have them like week zero. So if Arizona had them like, I don't know, maybe a team like (laughs) Oregon state has them their second week. I think that this might be a little bit more of a sneaky game, but I mean, the, the cats had the entire, offseason to prepare for this offense I don't know if their defense is good enough to (laughs) to like you know I don't know if they were going to be able to to emulate the offense that they're going to be playing but it is nice that they've been able to make this the focus of their uh, of their offseason because it is so important like you mentioned Rob Cole McDonald 3,500 yards 36 touchdowns 10 interceptions he also ran for 300 yards on the ground for four touchdowns he's somebody that can really move the ball
0: yeah, I mean and it's really his run, his running ability added on there that makes him so very dangerous. I mean, he was he was good through the air. His completion percentage, I mean, particularly like by the run and shoot standards where you you almost need to be more like an air raid type QB with your completion percentage wasn't great. It was, you know, just at 59%, but um that that additional rushing ability there um because in the run and shoot you're almost always running Uh, four wide receivers, you know, sets. So you are spreading the defense out. And and if the the QB can take off at all, like it's a it's a nasty wrinkle in there.
1: The spread opened at 13. The Cats favored by 13 on the road. And that line has since moved down to, to 11, which I think is quite tasty. Um, but I'm curious to hear, Rob, what Baderank thinks of this matchup, because that's one of the great things that we're able to do is compare different, uh, you know, compare the offenses and defenses and the, the different personnel. And what, what do we got?
0: So... This game is interesting. Arizona projects at 60, and, and we've talked about this a little bit. So this this Arizona projection, um, this is on last year's offense where Khalil Tate was injured almost all year and didn't run. Um, so there's – Arizona's projection is probably sort of at the lower end of where that offense may finish out um, in this season. Uh, Hawaii comes in projected at number 115. Oh, my. Um, yeah, and they're – they're, they haven't recruited. I mean, it's tough to recruit. Like it sounds like it shouldn't be tough to recruit to Hawaii, but it is sort of tough to recruit to Hawaii. And in a lot of ways, it's something like it. I think a lot of kids want. I mean, you know, how is your family going to come? You know, afford to come see you <laughs> play games? <laughs> well, see you in four years, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I mean, like at the very least, I guess they could see you on the mainland. Um, but Arizona's Arizona comes in. They've got an eighty-five percent win probability in the model, and and they they had them the the model has that closer to what the original spread opened up at which is uh 13 and a half uh for arizona favored um so well the, the the secret here is that yes hawaii had a, a decent offense by power five standard or by group of five standards last season it would like 74 isn't going to do you much good in a in a power five conference but their defense was really bad last season grading out at 116 and their special teams were also bad grading out at 113 so with with that if arizona is able to move the ball at all um against that hawaii defense like you're you you like arizona's defense's chances on like a long field to to be able to slow the uh, slow the hawaii offense down
1: I think another thing when you're taking a look at Hawaii's offense and I don't want to downplay the fact that they can move the ball cause they can. It's funny. Cause like Marquis Stovall, uh, that Cal four-star wide receiver. I'm like, Oh, you popped up on the roster. Like, Oh, there he is. <laughs> I was wondering where that guy went. Yeah. Um, he'll be in the game. So th- they do have some wide receivers that, that can move. They have clearly a quarterback who will be the focus of, um, of this offense and the focus of everybody that's going to be announcing this game. The, the one thing to mention though, is, Uh, Hawaii started off really strong. I mean, they were dropping 40 burgers basically on every team and then they hit Wyoming. And I understand Wyoming has a good defense for a group of five team. But after that, there was kind of a precipitous drop off. They basically averaged about 20 points a game rather than 40. And they played BYU, Nevada, Fresno State, Utah State. So Those are, those Those are are exactly. Yeah. That was my point. (laughs) So like,
0: um, like if you go through those, uh, last season, I mean, and I have the mountain West ones up already. So Fresno state finished at 14 in the model. Wyoming was 30. Utah state was 31. Nevada. Um, I'm sorry for all Arizona fans that are listening. Jeff Castile's defense was 34. Um, (laughs) And BYU, I think, graded out in the 50s. So, yeah, like they 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 ran into some solid defenses and um, that really slowed them down. I mean, areas like all of those defenses, in fairness, were far better than Arizona's defense, which graded out at 86 last season. But the Cats are projected to make a jump. They've got a lot of returning production uh, coming back uh, from last season. Like they're projected to be at 55 uh, on defense this season, which would be, um, still not a great power five defense, but like a huge improvement over where they've been.
1: Yeah. And Arizona released their depth charts. So we'll definitely get into that in just a sec. I do want to focus on the specific matchups here before we go into the players and, and just kind of highlight that stuff. So do you have the numbers for Hawaii's pass offense and pass defense? Cause I know that they were really heavy on the pass Obviously, you had a dual threat quarterback, but the wide receivers that they have, and I think they bring back two of them, average about 500 yard. not average. They had a net 500 yards each. So this isn't a team that runs the ball a ton uh, between the yeah. tackles,
0: right? No, that's absolutely right. So this Hawaii offense... Um, they graded out number twenty five an effective pass. They graded out one sixteen yeah. an effective rush. So, I mean, really, in a lot of ways, it was. I mean, their their best running play it was often McDonald running the football.
1: <laughs> and then flipping that, you know, Arizona brings back a dual threat quarterback of their own. They have a really solid running attack with JJ Taylor, um, Gary Brightwell, and even some players be behind them. And then kind of an unknown wide receiving core as of now. Now it's a bigger wide receiving core than you've you've kind of been used to as as uh, somebody that's watched Arizona for a while, but still uh, a core that is is unproven and a I don't know, like an offensive line that is probably good. <laughs> Question mark. I mean, like this isn't a great offensive line, that's for sure. Um it's just no, whether I or not mean, Kyle Deband, like- yeah.
0: I mean, I think last season this Arizona line, like we had a lot of questions coming in. They, they basically, I think they were replacing three starters last season. This season they bring back three, you know, so they're only replacing two. But they have, they're bringing a lot of, like a lot of the guys that they're bringing back have experience, including Robert Congle, who sat out last season um, as a transfer for Texas A&M, but started 12 games as a freshman um, at A&M in the SEC. So. Arizona's got Arizona's got some decent experience in the line. It's thin, but you know, like, that's the first game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you part. feel pretty good. You feel pretty good about the yeah. I mean, everyone everybody's cleared to play in the first game, right?
1: So, <laughs> now you mentioned uh, Hawaii's defense being you know sub one hundred. Were they particularly bad at one aspect and not at the other, or were they just consistently terrible on both sides of like the the rushing and passing schemes?
0: Yeah, I mean, like so they weren't. Um, I mean, for example, I mean, like to give you an example, like from the Mountain West, like Air Force's defense last season was number 48 against the run, but 129 against the pass. Um, Hawaii wasn't that extreme of a split, but they were 119 against the run um, and 107 against the pass. So they were they were susceptible to either running or throwing the ball. But really, like they they struggled a bit more containing run plays, which is not necessarily where you want to be against J.J. Taylor and um, Khalil Tate.
1: Before we started recording, you had talked about Hawaii's defense possibly being as bad as Oregon State's defense last year. I'm curious how far the drop-off was between Hawaii and uh, Oregon State in 2018. I don't know if you have those numbers up, but was it a yeah, – because, like, sometimes you'll have a, a discrepancy, right? One team's 110 and one team's 130, but the drop-off right. between 110 and 130 is, like, just falling off a cliff. Was that the same thing here or uh, – I'm just kind of curious what the, what do you call that? The Delta or who knows? Yeah, no,
0: I mean, the Delta is actually quite large between Hawaii and Oregon state. So, um, Oregon state was nearly twice as bad as Hawaii's defense. Um, Oh my gosh, that's so bad. (laughs) I mean, I I say that as like, I mean, like even like zero, like if you were zero to zero out for defense, so it's like negatively like defense is negatively scaled because you're preventing points. Right. Um, but yeah, like Oregon State's defense was horrendous last season. But I mean, the if you look across like the, the types of defenses that were in Hawaii's uh, range last season, I mean, you have Rice, you have Navy. Um, so interestingly, like uh, if you remember Houston's defense, the kind of whooped Arizona early on in the season. Um, they totally fell off the map by the end of the season. And Ed Oliver, of course, wasn't even playing anymore. So they finished quite badly. Illinois's defense, UNLV, um, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of very, very bad defenses down here. There's not really anybody uh, else that was on Arizona's schedule down here. I mean, the second worst Arizona, like the, the the team that Arizona actually faced last season that had a defense other than Oregon State would be like UCLA, who finished ninety. Okay. Um, and Arizona had a decent game against them with you know Rodriguez, you know, like, <laughs> fact. Because <laughs> um, I you expect, I mean, you expect. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of people in this game. There's a lot of focus on Cole McDonald. He's an exciting player. He's fun to watch. I think a lot of people, if they saw Hawaii, saw that shootout that they had with Colorado State last season, um, and so they tend to remember that. Uh, but this this Hawaii team, like this against this Arizona defense, like, they, if Arizona's scoring points and they should be able to against this defense, then, like, Arizona's going to have a lot of field to try to to try to force Hawaii off, right? Like, Hawaii's going to have to drive the length of the field a lot of the times.
1: Yeah, well, let's talk some matchups. Um, Arizona's run defense hasn't been great. They are breaking into defensive tackles, right? They, they lost uh, the, the guy in the NFL in the seventh round, whose name escapes me right now, and uh, Derek Bowles, so yep. they're and, and again Arizona had just has just released their depth chart, so this is this is perfect. Um, so they bring in Trevin, Trevin Mason, a three ten JUCO transfer, um, and Miles Tapasoa, a three hundred and twenty five pound JUCO transfer. So trying to fill those holes quickly, and there seems to be a little bit of um, a little bit of depth there, right? So Finton Connolly is a redshirt senior who had seen the field. Fairly often as an Arizona yeah. um, tackle, and he got beat out by the Juco's, and I think that's a good thing because Fenton Connelly is serviceable, but Fenton Connelly isn't going to be somebody that's going to light the world on fire. Um, so it is nice to see those two bigger guys, if you're an Arizona fan, make that jump. Uh, on the ends too, you have a player like J.B. Brown, who is somebody that Arizona's coaching staff has been fairly high on. There was even talks of moving him into the center into uh, some certain uh, certain packages, which I'm a little bit hesitant about, but that's fine. You know, I'm sure yeah. like you know, win in Rome. Um, and then Jalen Harris, who projects to be a player that could could be an NFL player. He's got the size, he's got the length, he's got the body. Um, and again, both of those players beat out Kylan Wilborn, who was a freshman All American last year. So there there is some that seems finally, Rob, at the defensive line, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, the really exciting thing, I think, if you're an Arizona fan, is that uh, Tepiso and Mason ended up getting in good enough shape um, that they're going to play. Um, and that they that they turned out to be what the coaching staff, I mean, at least I hope that they expected, because you don't bring in JUCOs to sit the bench. Like, you need, those, you need JUCO players to come in and, and fill needs now. Um, So if they had come in and had not ended up on the uh, top of the depth chart, like you'd really be concerned because, you know, like you said, like Finn Conley's fine. Like we've seen a lot of Finn Conley, um, you know, not just starts wise, but like filling in. You don't necessarily want to have, you know, uh, 12, 12 games of Finn Conley out there. Um, and then, like, even behind Mason, like, Mikey Irving is a guy that they moved to offensive line last season because they were so shorthanded. Um, and they they feel comfortable enough about their offensive line depth, I think, that they moved him back. And people have really been raving about him in camp, uh, too. So there's there is some... There, there is some, there is some good depth at Arizona on the defensive line for maybe the first time. Especially like you said, like Kylan Wilborn, who was a bit injured. I mean, two years ago, freshman All-American. He was injured a bit last season, um, and Jalen Harris emerged. If, if Arizona can get any regular pressure, you know, out of this line, as well as being able to sort of sandwich the run a little bit, like that's a, that's a huge win. Like these guys don't have to be. You know, they don't have to be like Auburn's defensive line for <laughs> this to be an improvement. This to be an improvement for Arizona. I mean, I think expectations are are still low. Like and I like if we sound like we're gushing about these players that are not likely to make any sort of all conference team, it's it's probably because like as we know, like the the bar has been so low for Arizona's defensive line for so long.
1: Yeah, this gives a little bit of hope, and particularly against a Hawaii team where really the only running back you're going to have to worry about is the quarterback. (laughs) That's going to be the biggest threat. The other guys really, I mean, they're averaging four yards a carry. Um, And again, both of them had about 500 yards total on the season. So nothing really uh, – nothing that – Sparks worry if you're an Arizona Fan and then moving back a level two, even On that side you have Colin Schooler who Is should be should have been all Pac-12 I mean that guy had like 127 Tackles 200 or not 222 Tackles for a loss like he is A legit player in the Pac-12 and he's One of the better uh, linebackers In the conference and then one thing that Stood out for me Rob is that Tony Fields Who was the number two these were two Freshmen that played and have been playing uh, Side by side he, he's been Undersized but he's listed at 6-1 and and um i'm not sure about that he <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: got the he's got the tall cleats on
1: yeah there you go um but he's listed at the will spot as an either or with anthony pandy who is a player that a lot of arizona fans were intrigued by because there'd been some there'd been some rumblings about him being fairly solid in the last couple of years so it looks like um pandy has gotten to a point where he's challenging tony fields and that's probably a good thing if you're an arizona fan because pandy has a little bit more size not a ton more um but fields was was a serviceable linebacker who is in the right spot a lot of times he also was a freshman all-american but like you mentioned robin uh, rob it's easier to be a uh, a freshman All-American than an actual All-American, you know, as as you move forward just because not a lot of freshmen are getting the playing time.
0: Yeah. Well, and these guys, I mean, on that defense two years ago, they racked up Tony Fields and Collins Cooler, cleaned up a lot of tackles because the defensive line was terrible right? (laughs) Like they had, they were true freshmen starting and they each had something like 120, 130 tackles or something absurd like that. So, um, they've been good. I mean, like in fields, fields was a little banged up a little bit last year. didn't have, you know, the kind of year that schooler had. Um, but the emergence of Pandy is good. And, and I think the coaching staff also feels pretty good about Day Day Coleman, um, there too, but, uh, they they do need to be able to rotate schooler and fields. I mean, they're not, I, I, in this Hawaii game. I don't think that they're going to have a problem like rotating because I don't know that you're going to have both linebackers on the field a ton because um, Hawaii is going to be in four four wides like probably ninety percent of the game. <laughs> um, and that's good. I mean, like if you move to like the secondary, like you actually feel decent about, um, you know, um, we were there in Houston last year when, um, you know, the injury started happening, happening to the Arizona secondary too. Um, and you look out and all of a sudden you're like, man, Houston just took three deep shots in a row. What's going on? Oh, we have, we have a, walk. you know, there's a walk on. you know, playing and Houston's like, Hey, let's take some shots. Um, You're not going to have that this year with this Arizona defense. Like there's, there's depth.
1: Yeah. And let's get into that because I think that's the biggest battle is uh, the one thing with Arizona secondary is it has been um, some interesting names with not a lot of production over the last four years. So, you know, last year, yes, there were injury problems, but the last couple of years that hasn't necessarily been the case. I mean, every team has injury problems. It's just the depth that tends to be the issue. And uh, and you know Jace Whitaker returns, who is uh, Arizona's premier cornerback. So, like you mentioned, um, that will fill in for a good spot. So you have him and Lorenzo Burns, who are both experienced guys, with Christian Roland Wallace, who's a true freshman that made a lot of noise in camp. I'm never super enthused when you have a true freshman starting at corner, but he's not. He's the second guy, um, and I, I would assume that you'd bring in somebody like Samari Springs uh, to to be that third cornerback if you need to and he was a transfer over from the university of richmond and then you have the three safeties in uh, christian young scotty young and tristan cooper so rob where did arizona's secondary where, where did their pass defense grade out last year
0: so it wasn't great um arizona's pass defense last season they were a little better against the run Uh, than they were against the pass they were 75 against the run and 92 against the pass and I mean some of that is very much the the secondary right and the fact that they had the injuries but the other part is is they really still struggle to get pressure on the quarterback Um, and some of that's on the defensive line.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. One of the things that I noticed with Hawaii's roster is they have a very Arizona wide receiving core <laughs> under Rich Rodriguez's like, regime. There's really nobody over six foot uh, that will be out there on the field. So in Arizona's corners aren't that big. That's the one thing I was like, ooh, and then I realized, oh yeah, like our corners are pretty small. Um but there there's not that big giant threat really. It's a lot of smaller, faster guys. Um but some players that are that have been very productive. Um, I think one of the things to keep a lookout for is Cedric Byrd. He's 5'9", 170, uh, but he caught almost 80 balls last year for almost 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, JoJo Ward is another wide receiver that will be out there. He's 175 pounds um, and caught for uh, 865 yards and nine touchdowns. So between those guys, it's almost 2,000 yards and uh, almost 20 touchdowns. Like I mentioned, uh, Melaquise Stovall, who was a really – blue chip player that was recruited by Sonny Dykes that didn't work out at Cal. He's now at Hawaii and can play this year. Uh, and then uh, I think it's Komoku Noah. Um, all that said, they're going to have three pretty solid wide receivers, but all of them are fairly small Up.
0: Yeah. And, and the run, part of the premise of the run and shoot is you don't necessarily have to have like a big, you know, X wide receiver out there um, because it's, the system is designed where everything's an option route um, and guys are sort of constantly looking for space, you know. And so the the quarterback, you do have to be a pretty smart quarterback in this in this system because you and the receivers need to be making the same reads on the defense, um, you know, in real time. But the flip side of that is, like, if you are making the reads in real time correctly, then, like, the, the receivers should actually be sitting in space and not having to go up and beat guys for balls.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Anything else on Hawaii's offense versus Arizona's defense?
0: No, I mean like this should be a good this should be a good matchup to see where Arizona's pass rush really is. I mean, like the they should you if you're if you want to get a sense of where they are, like Arizona needs to come out of this game with a couple sacks and some some pressures. Like they can't it can't just be um you know, Cole McDonald having time back there. If it, if if that is the case, then this Arizona defense could be in a lot of trouble all season.
1: I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that. So Hawaii finished 129th out of 130 teams and sacks given up with 46 last year. Um, and, and a lot of people are like, oh, they return their offensive line. They do, <laughs> but an offensive line. I mean, they threw a lot. I mean, too,
0: like <laughs> there were a lot of opportunities to get sacked, but yeah. <laughs>
1: um, tackles for a loss, 77th in the country with 80. So they were giving up a lot of, um, a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage. Um, let's move to Arizona's offense, Rob. What, what do people that are watching week zero have to expect from this Arizona team?
0: I mean, it's a question that has to be on everyone. I mean, everyone's mind right is how often does Khalil Tate run the football (laughs) Um, I mean I think that like how how that shakes out I think is still an important question because I think a lot of folks came in last season and even before Khalil Tate was injured you know he didn't run much in that BYU game and then he I mean he made some poor passing decisions in that game Um, And so, you know, Arizona came back the next week and it was like there was a lot of talk about, like, we're going to be committed to the run against Houston. And then he was injured. So like it sort of all went out the window then Um, where Arizona sort of sits, you know, with with Tate rushing the football. He is he is the most explosive runner in college football when he takes off. Like there's just no one like him. Um, and, and people, I think, forget what 2017 was like and how high above, you know, where they were trending Arizona finished because of Tate running the football. Um, so yeah, it it is going to be like in prior Mazzoni offenses, his quarterbacks, if they're mobile have run around 12 times a game. I mean, and I think that's a good number for Tate. So, you know, how often does Tate run in this, you know, take off and run in this Hawaii game? But then your next question, I think, like I think Pac-12 fans know who JJ Taylor is. Um, I think the I don't know that the offensive line is going to get severely tested in this game by Hawaii. So then it's just a question of the wide receivers. Like if you if you want to look out and see, you know, like there's going to be a lot of new faces for Arizona catching the ball. Um, you know, Cedric Peterson's really the only returner, and I think he was like the fifth wide receiver last season. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you got some, you got some young guys. You know, you got Drew Dixon, uh, Brian Castile. You've got a true freshman, Booby Curry. You know, who is the, the, the four-star heralded, you know, wide receiver coming in, um, in this class for Arizona. And like these guys are gonna, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna get to see what it's like because if it's, if, if that's not working, like, you know, if the, if the wide receivers are not you know, and Tate aren't on the same page, like Arizona could again be in trouble and, and really maybe have to rely on Tate running the football, maybe more than 12 times a game.
1: And hope springs eternal in the off season. So almost every one of these wide receivers an Arizona fan will say, Oh yeah, but right. So Brian Castile is, yes, he didn't play last year. He's a new face, but he was a player that this coaching staff really liked in camp. And then he got hurt. So he wasn't able to play last year. They threw a red shirt on him, right? Jamari Joyner, Who is also fighting for that slot spot? It's between Castile and Joyner, um, was a quarterback last year. And a lot of people thought, hmm, you might be a better wide receiver than quarterback. And lo and behold, he makes the shift once Grant Canell comes to Arizona, um, just because he there really wasn't a spot for him at that position. And some pretty good reports uh, of his play at a camp. Drew Dixon didn't have didn't play last year, but he was one of the highest rated recruits um, to come out of the Rich Rodriguez system. Jalen Curry was the one of the highest rated recruits to come uh, under kevin Sumlin's class this year uh, cedric peterson like you mentioned is probably the only proven commodity and that is a pretty i <laughs> use proven with uh, with air quotes but um again some really interesting players but you're right rob if they don't get it together then oh my goodness then there is definitely going to be some issues here um i mean let's
0: like, there's some interesting, like, if you look at this roster, though, like, like one of the things, like, Mazzoni sometimes splits his, his tight end out. Um, and so you get a four-wide look, but with a tight end, really. Um, Zach Williams, the backup tight end, is a converted wide receiver and really has, a, like, just, like, a really big receiver body. Um, you know, and Castile, you know, the Arizona slot receivers, you know, Castile and um, Joiner they're both at least six feet tall. Um it's it's a different I mean it's it's not every not every, not every Arizona receiver is gonna be five eight this year. Um and Arizona I think is is looking to create some matchup mismatches uh out there that they haven't necessarily tried to create in the past. So that'll I I think it's gonna be an interesting group, but it's definitely a group that when you look at this Arizona team, you're kind of excited that they don't have to play a good defense until probably Washington. Um, you know, like you start It's nice to get to start out the season with Hawaii and then NAU and Texas Tech, like they should be able to get their feet wet And try to get on the same page as the QB
1: Yeah, and I want to talk about a few more Hawaii players, um, but let's do So after this
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez And I'm Jason Kelly From Bloomberg, this is The Deal Each week, you will hear us in conversation With business icons This show will explore deal making across sports Media and entertainment
1: All right, we're back. We're talking week 0, Arizona versus Hawaii. And if you're new to the podcast, we we will not take a half-hour dive into every Pac-12 game as we move into the season. This just happens to be the, the only Pac-12 game going on, so we want to do a little bit more, uh, give it a little bit more attention. So, Hey, just a couple players to keep a lookout for uh, in regards to Hawaii's defense and some stats. So they uh, recorded 30 sacks last year, which is 48th in the country, uh, 70 tackles for a loss, 78th in the country. So nothing crazy out there. But there is a player, number 96, uh, Kaimana uh, Padello who is six foot 225. He's a defensive lineman. He had 13 and a half tackles for a loss, seven quarterback hurries and caused some havoc in the backfield. So just keep a lookout for him. He's not huge. He's going to be on the edge likely, um, but he's number 96 and somebody to keep an eye out for. And then uh, just a really great name. Number four, and also a good player. uh, Number four is a cornerback. His name is Ross Jerryman Ferris. Oh, I'm sorry. Ross Jesterman Ferris. And uh, he's one of the better defensive players on Hawaii. He's their corner 45 tackles, 11 pass breakups last year. So they'll probably put him on whoever is causing Hawaii, the most fits on the, on the ends over there with the Arizona's wide receivers, Rob, anything else we should mention?
0: No, I mean, it's it, it it, how Hawaii returns a ton of production, but um, both the regular projection model and even the modified projection model don't really like this Hawaii defense to improve very much their recruiting's not been great like I said um, so they're 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 not projected to make a big jump even with everybody they're bringing back um, sometimes it's not great to bring back players if they weren't that good
1: yeah I'm glad somebody says that <laughs> <laughs> I mean
0: yeah like I I uh, I specifically create like a a different kind of variable in the projection model where I multiply your returning production by your um, by your ranking from the prior year um, to try to get the interaction effect of it because like it matters. Like just saying like bringing back, oh, we're bringing back a bunch of players like if they weren't any good.
1: That's the Phil Steele
0: special, man.
1: this team returns oh, X starters. I'm like oh man that team sucked last year they sucked uh so
0: anyway. I think a lot of people can talk themselves into with this Hawaii defense like they return a ton of starters and a lot of the backups like it's kind of a young defense ish in that sense,
1: so the spread is eleven. It sounds like you're taking Arizona.
0: I'm gonna take arizona i I think that this this Hawaii um I don't think the special teams are going to be any better for Hawaii. I think the defense is still going to be a bit of a swinging gate, and that puts you in a hole. I mean, as 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 fans of Pac-12 teams that don't have good defenses know, um, if you're always having to go 75 yards um, once your offense gets the ball, that's a tough order. Like, you really have to be efficient. And, um, you know, Hawaii's not always been that level of efficient. So, like, I, I, I think Arizona um, should win by two scores.
1: All right.